Hey everyone, the following episode is one that Tony and I recorded on August 27, actually, back when the Jerry Falwell story broke. Um, unfortunately, because of my own health issues, I was never able to actually get this episode edited and posted. However, I actually do believe, despite it no longer being a timely episode, that it is one that has a lot of value still as far as the greater conversation regarding Christian celebrity culture uh, and how power structures should work within Christianity as well, um, and how that has kind of uh, played out through the uh, through the political spectrum the, that evangelical Christianity has started to align itself with, or not even started, but it's been going on for a long time. So uh, this is an episode that was recorded a few months ago. Just wanted to give you the context there, but I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, so here it is, our episode on Jerry Falwell, his scandal, and what power over and power under should look like within Christianity. Welcome back to Absurdity, where we discuss all things absurd in religion, culture, and society. And Tony and I are ready to discuss something incredibly absurd Hello. that has been in the news recently. Um, it is, you know, th there there actually have been some times where we've sat here kind of dumbfounded about what to talk about. Yeah. Um, but recently... <laughs> that has not been an issue. I, I would actually say mid-COVID. Uh, mid the COVID shutdown, when like the only news articles <laughs> were about COVID, that was where we were like, we have nothing what to talk about because yeah. there was not. Um, the world stopped. Yeah, the world bit. stopped. There was no current events to to really discuss, and then suddenly there was a ton. And then it was just and like, there's just been a constant stream since. So now it's it's almost like, how do you pick out from the so many things that are happening? What I mean, we we could talk about the NBA. Uh, walking out, we could talk about. I mean, there's so you know the the Miami Marlins not taking COVID seriously. Um, you know the ethics of of sports in general. We could talk about. I can. I mean, there's so, yep. so many things we could talk about. Yep. The and, and yet, and yet, and yet here we are, yet again, talking about another. Another, another scandal. Another scandal that that like didn't surprise. I mean, I think the there actual were rumblings. Yeah, there were rumblings of it. And a year ago, there's part of the scandal that did come out. Um, as far as the financial side of things, yeah. But it was more of a we. Th it was more of a suspected thing. Um, but this is another one of those situations where I don't want to just say like guilty by public opinion or like we should just believe yeah. every article yeah. that slams someone. But kind of, it's kind of like if the shoe fits, like it, 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 it shouldn't surprise us when later everything is confirmed to be true. There are certain tendencies that you start to see where it makes sense. Like someone who's generally just a mean person, you find out later is like cruel to ill in real life. You're like, oh yeah, okay. That person totally. Yeah. Would, you know, kill puppies for their skin to make clothes. Like, that makes sense. Like, there's certain things that just track. Yeah, you know I mean? There's yep. certain, there's sometimes where it just comes out of nowhere. You're like, really? Mm -hmm. Really? And yet, like, and we've talked about this before with, with Ahmaud Arbery, with George Floyd, with Amy Cooper. Like, there's this obsession that, like, the only way we can determine if someone is a racist 
is if they outright say they're racist. Because yeah. like even members of the KKK have said like they don't think that they're racist. Like they're not yeah. racist. They're just interested in 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 maintaining white power um, and white identity. And we I'm just, like, we so just racist. want anyone who doesn't uh, look like us to, to be less because yeah, that's what they are. But we're but not we're racist. Not, we're not we racist. Them. Um, we're just. I mean, we yeah. do hate them, but it's like yeah. you know justified. Um, but it's just the the kind of obsession that like oh well you Stupid. can't you can't know. You yeah. can't know. Listen, people show you who they are. You could, I mean, the, uh, the amount of uh, the famous picture of freaking Mitch McConnell, you know, like with a kick and and just like, yeah, yeah but we don't know if he's a right. No, yeah, no, that we do. Yeah. Like that, no, we do. Yeah. Wasn't there a senator or, or congressman, I don't remember, or someone running for it, maybe, uh, who threw a birthday party for his friend in the KKK and was there? And like, pretty sure at yeah. the party. And I don't like, remember, but yeah. yeah afterward, yeah. he basically either resigned or stepped or like stopped his candidacy afterward. Like, I was like, that's shocking that 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 level of accountability would exist in 2020 it's after like, some of the other like stuff the, that we've the seen. The state senator in Michigan that like looks at a a young, attractive female is like, hey, they'd have a good time with you. And then later, was like, no, I meant like they would enjoy, you know, your presence out of certain things. Like, dude, we get it. You went to a prep school where they probably bought. <laughs> women like her all the time and you thought you could get away with saying that like no you're you're a horrible terrible human being but there are certain cases where it's like oh wow that that truly came out of nowhere yeah. this is not one of those surprising cases no this didn't surprise me uh, there were all. rumbles especially like a year with finances and then earlier this year with the weird it was almost like the tiger blood charlie sheen like winning moment where like he took a picture like with a drink, clearly a oh, drink yes. in his hand and his like shirt unbuttoned, his underwear there. Which, first of all, I I don't know what kind of weird swinger type of they're saying that they were doing some to... trailer park boys reenactment on the yacht is what he was saying, and that that was just dark. the The cup was dark or something like that. I don't know why he would water. post it. First of all, I've seen trailer boys. Th that's not. Yeah, I know that isn't. But that's what that's yeah. But in any case, like, first of all, if he was trying to do. I won't reveal how much I've watched of that terrible, horrible, very dumb show. Um, but I will but say... All, all he'll say is that Netflix says watch again. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I've actually never seen it. I keep episode. getting ads on my um, phone for the for the game. But no, the point is like, okay, so you already had that one where he had to specifically say like, mm -hmm. uh, and I, my big thing is like, why would you even post it and not like specifically make that reference? or to, Like, why would you... Yep. And his Why? arm is around a woman who it, isn't his wife, it and it didn't just looks make bad. Any sense? And he posted it. He posted it. It was your own dang self. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. That, that's and what I don't get. So after that, so he gets rumblings. Yeah, and he gets put on or not put on. He stepped down temporarily. Yeah. And there was an acting university president while they were invest. The board was looking into so, this and trying so to investigate it. While kind of that's still the the aftershocks are still going with that. Um. All of a sudden, this scandal emerges. Um. So so for people who aren't aware. There was a, what was the publication? Well, before we do this, for anyone who doesn't know, Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Junior. Junior is the, well, Pres was, was the, the president. current president of Liberty University, inherited from his dad. Yeah. Um, and Liberty super Univ popular evangelical yeah. leader. Uh, Liberty University is one the, the is biggest Christian one university, of, basically. The biggest basically. private Christian university. 
um, non-Catholic mm-hmm. university. And Falwell is one of the biggest Virginia, supporters and of Trump. Very conservative and traditional. Yes. Um, it's known for that. It likes that. It's basically Brigham Young for evangelicals. Yep. Um, yeah, Falwell's a staunch supporter of Trump, came out as one I know of the a biggest lot of evangelicals. People, I, I grew up with a lot of people who attended Liberty University, and they went there specifically because it it catered to their yep. more conservative evangelical beliefs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, there was a publication in, and I, I'm, I am, this is so unprofessional of me. Are you thinking of Reuters? It wasn't Reuters. Reuters is the one who broke the actual scandal oh, story, oh, so, Okay, so it was Reuters. So Reuters is the one that interviewed Reuters the kid. Reuters yeah, interviewed... Dude. It was a Reuters interview. Um, it was Vice. That's what I was trying to think of. But it was Reuters. You're right. Um, Reuters interviewed um, a man named... Giancarlo Granda. Giancarlo Granda, um, who is now 28, I believe. Um, and 20 or 29. So he's, you know, an adult. He's he's a mm-hmm. late 20s uh, white male. Um Basically, where they he said he had been carrying on since 2012 a sexual affair with Becky Fall the the Falwell specifically Becky Falwell he would engage mm-hmm. with her in in sexual acts uh, while Jerry watched sometimes and while he didn't watch yep and that they entered into a relationship um, both uh, both sexually and business yeah. Um, later on. So this explosive report, um, Falwells respond back. Well, no, no, no. Here's the kicker about the Falwells. Jerry released his apology right. hours before Reuters published The actual theirs. publication. Yeah, yeah. So he issued, he, he addressed the photo in his first like official statement about it. He addressed the photo and said, mental instability and illness are things I've been struggling with since my wife's affair with this younger man. Yeah. I was not involved. I did not know anything about it. Right, We've right. forgiven he, he each other completely sins. separates himself from everything. Yep. And then he says the, the man is trying to extort, extort us. Me. So that was the, yep. that was the big key. And everyone's like, he's trying to get ahead of something. Oh, he's trying to, he's trying to extort me for money, which is why I'm doing this early. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's, he's trying to get out. Reuters then publishes a story verifying Grandis' claims through texting records, screenshots, and call recordings. So immediately he goes, I, ha- I had no clue this was happening. And Reuters comes out with receipts. Yep. <laughs> so they're like, not only did you know, yep. y- you, you were the catalyst yep. for it. Um, turns out he, he did know about it. Um, they met Giancarlo Granda uh, when he was 20 years old. He was a hotel pool boy at the Miami Fontainebleau. They were staying. Uh, They saw this hot pool boy, apparently, and invited him to have what the French would call a menage a trois. Um, So, uh, well, it's not quite, but anyway. Basically, another word for this is, and don't Google it, cucking. Uh, Becky would have sex while Jerry would watch. And this is the nature of that sexual relationship. Apparently, this went on for many, many years, but apparently it was... It was not only consensual, but it wasn't just like yeah. a cucking thing. Yeah, and, and it Gr- was more than just that. Granda has said, like, in retrospect, he does feel it's not victimized, but he feels like he was taken advantage of by them and yes. kind of wooed and influenced unduly and, because of who they were and the power and like that they had. And he was aware of who they were. They did not try to hide who they were. Correct. I think that's the other important thing. Um, it wasn't like a, you know, you have to come up more mass, you know, kind of a Craigslist situation. Like this was a very open. Yep. Thing. 
So um, a phone call was then released, publicly released, of a three-way was, conversation. Yeah, that was yesterday, I think, is when yes. it got released. Well, because Gra- basically Granda Well, yesterday saying, is August 26th. Yeah. Granda has basically responded back by saying, oh, you're saying that I'm extorting you and all these lies, like, here are more receipts, here's more things, like, you think I didn't have yep. this? And now all of a sudden, all these other things are coming out um, where, uh, like, a... a uh, a photo of a female student on their farm who was exposing herself got sent to him that put her at risk um, without her consent. Um, there's just a bunch of different stuff has has come out now mm-hmm. where Granda was like, oh, okay, that's how you want to play it? Like, you know. Yep, you're, basically. You, you're trying to ruin my life. You're the bad guy. Yep. Like, I'm not doing this for money. I don't come out of this smelling like roses. You're a terrible person. Yeah. Well, and and Granda, so a year ago, the part of this that broke was that uh, there were suspects that everyone was suspect that Falwell had used, had inappropriately used his business connections and money. Yes. And paid 1.8 billion or million, million. not billion. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 1.8 million dollars to um to basically renovate a hostel and and own a hostel property next to a hotel that he owned. Yeah. And that would um. And on the stipulation that Granda, who was a pool boy and had no real managerial experience, become the manager of that hostel. And that hostel has since become known as a like, it, like a hotbed of sexual activity. You rented by the hour. Yes. Um, basically. And it was like, that seems shady that, you know, that this, whatever. And Falwell, since all of this now has, everyone was like, that's, we're sure that yeah, that's the case, that's, but that's no odd. one can prove it. Yeah. Falwell has since confirmed it himself that he, he did loan $1.8 million uh, in this venture. And, um, and not only that, but the, yeah. the, the receipts show like he mm-hmm. approached Granda to do like, it was yep. his idea that he learned Granda. So Granda wasn't this cause it was kind of framed that Granda was this, you know, money grabbing guy that kind of came to him when, and took advantage. And Granda's like, no, 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 no. This was completely mm-hmm. the other way around. You had this idea and you yep. need someone to run it. Someone that, yep. you know, you and could the, trust. So the phone call that was released was, um, a three-way conversation between Becky, Jerry, and Granda. And uh, Becky was complaining uh, to Jerry and Granda, kind of both, but she was talking, yeah. and she was just saying, he's telling me about all of his Tinder hookups as if that doesn't hurt me and like making yeah. me jealous. And I was in tears all day last week just thinking about this, and it's really hard for me. And and Jerry literally in the very beginning of the clip goes, you're, oh, come on, you're going to make her jealous, Gran, That's, or, or Jean. That's what he said. Yeah. You're going to make her, you're gonna make her uh, jealous, Jean. Like, he knew. Yeah. Like, there, there was no... I didn't know about this. It was all a surprise to me when I found out. Like you were a part of this from the beginning. The beginning. And Granda had the receipts. He has there were screenshots of FaceTime conversations with them. Yep. There were of inappropriate ones. Um, like all of the, the receipts are there, and there's really no escape as far as um as far as the Fallwells are concerned from from this one. Now, is it as far fetching as Granda says? I, the evidence would point that way, but again, it's we can only know as much as he's published. But let's put it this way. Because the Falwell camp, shall we say, came out uh, gunning so hot, um, it makes me want to believe, so in other words, by denying everything, and then it turns out that, oh no, you absolutely knew, it makes me want to believe Giancarlo Grande's story I mean, there's no reason more. to not believe this at this point. He's the only one that seems to be telling the truth. Like, Reuters he's the is, one who's yeah, verified correct. and accurate. So, and, and this hurts believe, him, too. So, it's not like... Correct. Like, he doesn't... Like, well, first of all, he's the manager of a hostel that's known for having sex. Like, that doesn't yeah. look well. <laughs> it's basically... It, yeah. it, it doesn't come across well. But, in addition to that, it's like... 
dude, you, you're, you're, well, and I, here's the amount of death threats that I'm sure he's already gotten mm-hmm. from people. Well, and the reality too is like, so, so two things, two things are, are, uh, have also come up. Uh, number one is there's also reports of alumni who've shared, like they were the apple of the Falwell's eye was when they were in college that there's rumors of like on their private plane that there are pictures yep. of their favorite students. Yeah. Um, like they, they are known and kind of known by students and alumni alike that as people that are basically like inappropriately, even if it's not fully sexual, just like inappropriately favor and, and, and are, and, and attach themselves to, to or, students or and young people that people they like. Out. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. But the second thing that, um, oh, I had it and I lost it. Um, that's gone. It's gone from me. Picking certain students. Nope. If it, if it comes back, it, it, it comes back. This happens to me a lot on this show for some reason. Um, no, but it, it, it is, it is. So, all right. So that's the basic scandal, right? Yes. Jerry Falwell and his wife inappropriately involved with, um, with, it, it doesn't really matter, but as far as who they're inappropriate. Yeah. But, yeah. but with a guy engaging and in sexual activity, legit. like this yep. is other than actual videos of which exist. The, yeah. <laughs> other than videos of them. Um, well, not as like a sex tape, but more like inappropriate FaceTime yeah, 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 recordings yeah, yeah. and things but like, like that. But like other yeah. than the act, you know, watching them in the act, I mean, it's all been verified that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. This Reuters is, is reputable. So not, I mean, that's the, it's like, okay, so not only is it Reuters, but then you look at all the other, so it's not just like the New York Post or even something like that. Like, it, this isn't even Vice. That was why I was thinking about it because I'm like, oh, you know, Vice News sometimes or BuzzFeed News kind of, you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, so they'll find something salacious. I'm like, no, no, no. This isn't even MSNBC necessarily. Like Reuters is known for being pretty neutral mm-hmm. politically. Yeah, Giancarlo played this well as far as who he went to it, with it's, this. It's a very, very smart move because it's, you know, I mean, even doing something like Al Jazeera or BBC, it tends, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't come across as well as Reuters because Reuters tends to be a little bit more international. And so yeah. they, they tend to, they have to be more neutral. So it comes from a place that is not only reputable, but can be easily verified. The information I have, I will a hundred percent admit, I have not seen anything myself. I didn't want to dig too deep into this just for my own brain, but I do know and have verified that they exist. Um, that the screenshots are, you know, that there's, yeah. there's, I don't know what all from those source materials has been actually released outside of Reuters, but Reuters themselves, Reuters themselves released verified. enough that it's like, oh yep. no, 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 this is legit. And then the phone call conversation, yep, is is real as well. So this is a real thing. Why is this important? So let's let's discuss, Becker. Yeah. Um, look, I'm gonna you have two minutes. So yeah, right, uh, two minutes on the clock, starting now. Um, all well, I'm thinking of about- is that all <laughs> I'm thinking is that Billy Madison scene where he answers a question at, the, at during. Um, the press, the press conference. No, no, during oh. during the like the 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 is it the, it was like a I forget what the competition was. It's so long since I've seen this movie, but he answers a question on a game show style thing at his school, and the announcer goes basically like never in the history of my time and my career, but also in all of mankind, has there ever been such a stupid, <laughs> nonsensical like and just goes off like it was this super deep like long thing that the Adam Sandler says is Billy Madison and the guys like yeah no that was like just completely the, the stupidest yeah. yeah um that's all i'm thinking uh, of so but I, all i can think about is purd happily from oh from, yes from Parks and Rec. the story about your time is it's 
almost up. Yes. Um, I know that both of us as pastors and, and, and as Christians, like the reality is that, yeah, we're against, like we tend to be against, you know, just general exploits like this or, or you know, general activity such as the Falwells have engaged in. So there's really no need to denounce the, the, the sexual relationship and activity outside of like what Christianity would normally teach is appropriate. So like, it, that's not really my concern. Honestly, my concern is not that the Falwells were engaging in an inappropriate sexual relationship with, with another adult. Um, though there's obviously issues there. I think if yeah. you're seeing that yeah. and only focusing on yeah. that, like you're missing what's really happening here because the, in my opinion, because that, that would be a scandal enough on its own. If it was correct. just any big public figure. Yeah. I like, I don't, but, I don't really but, care but at the end of the what day, they decide like, to do in their own uh, home. Like okay. I, if Johnny, you know, giant Depp has crazy wild. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, the dude makes movies. I don't care. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't consider it my job as a pastor or otherwise to, to micromanage and even know about the sex life of any of my members or like, I, it's not, like, Unless you come to me specifically wanting help or, or yeah. you know, and if it comes I, up, I, it sure, but that there's like, something's unhealthy. Like, look, hey, this is just a celebrity. If this was just a celebrity, it's like, all right, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, the whatever, problem whatever is, Prince Harry and Meghan are into, like, yeah. God bless them. You know, I don't uh, care. Not Prince Andrew, though. Um, no, Prince Andrew's. Yep. <laughs> not Prince Andrew. You can't, uh, you can't do that. I will go off. I know. Um, look, to be a figurehead. In a denomination, um, in basically the, the the kind of the largest segment of Christianity, Protestant yeah. Christianity in the U.S., to be yeah. a figurehead in that denomination, um, and to be the leader, the president of basically the biggest Christian university, and then do the very things that both of those would stand against or be against, and you knowingly well, and, are doing so, like and have kicked people out of and, their yeah, university correct. for doing. You have preached one thing. And done another. And to me, like, it's poor leadership, sure. But that's like, it's not poor leadership. It's deceptive. It's manipulative. It's power hungry. It's malicious. It is plain evil. And I am more angry and I'm more disturbed in this story, not at his sexual activity, but at the rank hypocrisy that's, that is, um, yeah, the, like the rank hypocrisy, not just in the behavior, but what the behavior is in contrast to. I'm He's not a leader who was struggling with a temptation. He's not someone who was struggling with an alcohol addiction and needed to go get help. This is someone who willfully and intentionally used his power and influence to buy favors, engage in inappropriate relationships with students too, and basically do everything he possibly could to gain and maintain power. And and do so at the cost of other people's reputation, spiritual yep. lives, et cetera, so on and so forth. Yeah. His betrayal of the values that he claimed to stand for and of everyone who he has ever been in a position of authority over is why I'm angry with this. It's this is that's where I take issue. Yeah. It's 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 the it's it's his it, his entire his career history and being a leader over these over these people and and teaching one thing and doing the complete opposite. Well, you can intentionally you can, and willfully. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't a. a, 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 a yes, and it, it wasn't mean, one time. It wasn't like he got caught in a. Th you know, I, it's never one time. I mean, let's just be real. It's never one. But time. even if you're caught, like but make even the if apology. It's one time. You know, it, it wasn't. This man like, is trying is, to maintain power, because we he, only know about this. This is from 2012. 
Yeah. And we only know about this because the, the dude stepped up. How many more people are out in Christian universities? And we've talked about abuse of power situations. Like how many are afraid to speak up because they yep. were taken advantage of, but they know if they basically shoot this guy down for what he did, like their lives are over. They will yep. never be accepted in their church. They will be ostracized from their community. They will be shamed out of it. Um, and they will become their the shame that should be applied to the person in authority will then be applied to them because they've seen it happen mm -hmm. so many times on so many different levels. So I, you know, it, it, it's not, it, it's not just Giancarlo yeah. Granda. And it would have been one thing if he had just apologized. Like, I mean, he still would have lost everything. Don't get me wrong. He still would have lost his position, but like he didn't even, he tried to get ahead of the story and distance himself from it um, to the point of throwing his own wife under the bus and even if she agreed with that, that's not okay. But like his obsession with power and maintaining it was so much, it was so large that even when he agreed to resign to the board and the board announces it, he rescinded his agreement to resign and fought. Like he basically said, no, I'm yeah. staying. Yeah. And the board had to basically have a, an emergency meeting over it. What like, really ticks me off, and this just came out either today or yesterday, I can't remember. Um, he's going to get $10 million. That's his golden parachute. Yep. He's getting $2 million over the next two years and then $8 million after that. Like that. Yep. He plus. Because plus he technically didn't commit a crime. That, whatever. Like, like, plus whatever, um, you know. Obviously, he owns property and, and, and mm -hmm. other things, but like, I just. Yeah. He's. That's. Getting $10 million. And that's my issue. Like, this man still gets to maintain some semblance of power and money. Um, at least now, he's not in a position of leadership over evangelicals but and over Christians in general. But like, this is my issue with everything. It's not just the way that we celebrate leaders or hold them up as figureheads. Like, I'm pretty sure our entire listener base is not in that category of thinking yeah. Jerry Falwell is the most amazing Christian in the world. And if you are, I'm sorry that yeah. this episode is going to upset um, you so and much. And most of the Liberty University students that I've that I've uh, seen talk about this were like, yeah, no, we don't like them. Like, um, they're at Liberty because of either the campus culture or the uh, education they want, but they're not there because they like the, the Falwells. Yeah. Um, which is in contrast to a university that we know because there are people that went specifically because they liked the president. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, but, like this was no secret as far as them not being liked. And so I don't, that's not like that big of a deal to me. My problem is the obsession with power and um, the kind of complete perversion. And I think that word is incredibly appropriate here. Complete perversion of the values that, that Jesus really was a proponent of and still is a proponent of, but was a proponent of in scripture. And in the Gospels, and every lesson that is taught to Christians, and especially those who are given authority, yeah, um, like this just flies in the face of it, and it always has. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like that's why I said that this is that, well, why we've said this is no surprise. Everything that he's done, even before this, um, surprised literally. Like Nobody. this has been this has been normal. Yeah, uh, Falwell and others' obsession with power and gaining more and more ground. And and trying to uh, the religious right the the this is a normal thing. Any time that 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 Christianity, the the institution side of Christianity that is involved in politics feels like it's losing ground, it just resorts to completely demonizing the other side. And you can you can watch that happen at the the Republican National uh, Convention. 
yeah. where time after time that all they did was stoke fears. These wild radicals are going to come after your neighborhoods and are going to destroy your homes. And, you know, they're, they're going to take everything that you hold dear to you. And it's just fear mongering and trying to dehumanize and weaponize hatred and anger and fear um, in order to maintain power or gain power. You know, I, I was so. So I gotta be honest, I, I was really conflicted over this scandal. And here's why. Not, and I know that's kind of a crazy thing to say, like, where's the conflict, right? Um, I want to be really clear. Like, this is a terrible, I believe that Jerry Falwell is a terrible, horrible, no terrible good, very bad. <laughs> terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. Um, I think he's a hypocrite. I think he is... Before any of this came out, I thought he was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. Well, I would say, ah, yeah, I would side with there, though I know what you're about to talk about, which is why I almost want to say leader or not person, but yes, I understand what you're no, saying. I, I just, I think mm -hmm. he is, you're talking about that idea of like maintaining power and, and, and pushing forward everything. You know, we've talked so many times and we could have in a whole episode talking about how nationalism is not a religion. Um, the USA is not a church. It is not God's chosen people. Um, we could talk about that all we want, um, especially if you are in the Seventh-day Adventist, uh, you know, mm. belief uh, system. Uh, you know, you you know what I'm saying. Um, I'll, just, I'll just say the land that speaks, you know, or the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the land that speaks like a dragon. So there, there are certain things that you should know. However... While I might disagree with his politics, at the end of the day, I am a Christian. I don't like saying that because of how many other horrible the 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 the, the there's more bad associated with that name now than good. I mean, technically, that was the I was gonna say technically that was true when the term Christian was made as well. Right, correct, but yeah. But you know, uh, there's just more. There's well, just... and the other reality is, like both of, both you and I have made mistakes, like of course. And, and done things, of course, whether intentionally but, or not. But that, I think it's important yeah. for me to say, you know, I'm a Christ follower. If I choose to be a Christ follower, then I believe that there is a siblinghood, a a camaraderie, um, a bond that I have with other believers. Mm. whether they're good believers or bad believers. My job as a Christian is to bring other people to a better relationship with Christ. So when I saw the Jerry Falwell scandal, part of me was like, burn Jerry, burn, right? Um, because, not because I don't have conservative or traditional Christian beliefs, not because I don't believe in the Bible, not because I don't believe that um, upholding the morals of Christianity is an important thing for Christians. Mm -hmm. I believe all those things are true. I believe the way that he went about it is completely wrong. I think he's a terrible, terrible person. However, that half of my brain that went like, burn Jerry, burn, yeah, like, you know, be sure that your sin will find you out. Nah! Um was immediately countered. You know, it was crazy because I've been reading through John, the book of John for my, my personal um, devotions again for the 800th time. I can never 
I can never stop reading that book. And as I was going through, I was reading through, um, you know, John three and four and Jesus is meeting with Nicodemus and then he meets with a Samaritan woman at the well. And, and he doesn't care about the high position of one or the low position of the other. He's interested in their salvation. He's mm. interested in bringing them into relationship with him and with a God, a deity, a, a overwhelming being that wants to be in a relationship with a personal connection with them, who wants to love them, who wants to create in them the best person that they can be, to self-actualize them, if you want to use that term, to a degree where they can become um, the person, the self-actualized person that, that, mm -hmm. that they were intended to be. If, if, if Falwell ever, you know, really repented of this and suddenly had a genuine encounter with Christ and everything was different, like, I believe, and this is, this is going to be hard for as much as I am angry at everything that's happened. Um, I believe that we should be willing to welcome him back into a church. And it's so hard I, to say, isn't it? Yep. And I don't believe that he should hold a leadership position ever again. I think there are certain things that when I you, agree. like when you, when you betray, not the pulpit necessarily, but like. Yeah, when you betray but I'll the, say the pulpit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, the for pulpit, sure. Well, it's that same authority. It, well, yeah, it's the it's authority the, it, of the it's pulpit. It's the spiritual the authority represents. that, yeah, that he, he may not have been preaching, but when he spoke, Christians considered that to be gospel. Yes, and that's the that's my point. Is like, I don't think he, voted, he should be put they, yeah. in a position of authority over anyone else. He should never hold a leadership position again within Christianity. I don't really care what happens outside of it, but within a church environment and church in over Christians, no way. Um, but the... But yeah, he should if if he does have a genuine encounter and there is genuine repentance and 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 he really does um follow or it, you know starts really following Jesus then sure. Like I you do know, believe that we should be it, willing to welcome them. If he shows up into my church, you know, assuming church was actually meeting, but <laughs> you know, if he showed up into my church and and really said Digitally, like yeah, I want to be baptized and yeah. do this over again and I, you know, I'd be like all right, You'd have to. I'm going to have some questions. That's the and other side. Yeah, we're going to be responsible about We're not going to do that this. right now because yes. we, we got a lot of, there's we a lot some of things to work through. To, yeah. yeah. But um, first of all, I need the name of all of your therapists. Yes. Um, and you should be going to all of them. Um, um, but but no, yes. Like, it's, and, that, and that's the other side, man. And that's what kills me about when we talk about Christian celebrity. <sighs> the, the level of accountability should be high, right? So we shouldn't not have that part that says burn Jerry Burn um in in Christian loving way to hold that accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean we talked about this so much recently on, on the show. We should absolutely have that. Every time you say burn Jerry Burn, I think of Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry, I mean we're Jerry. not that far in this story from a Jerry Springer. I know episodes. I yeah it's facts. It kind of yeah. sounds like it. Um but, but all of even, is, all of Christianity for the last like uh, two to just, three decades it just, is a Jerry Springer episode. It just, um, but but the other thing that bugs me, I think, not bugs me, but it, it it just it just hit me. So you have to have that side, 
right? You can't just let them go scot-free. No, and the um, accountability is like not what's even, happen. This it's is, not even should be higher. It is higher. I no, mean, it is higher. It the, just is. The for, Israelites for build slavery. idols over and over and over again. They still get to go to the promised land. Moses strikes a rock a se- one additional time, and God's like, yeah, no, you're not going to the promised land. Sorry, dude. You get to lead all the way there, but you're not actually entering. Like, like that's... <laughs> I genuinely believe that people who are in spiritual authority... Well, I'm, look at the, like, the only time you see Jesus straight up go after people... Um, and he uses like very like Jesus was never mean. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like you need to read the the gospel again. Like he is straight up mean. Um, he calls people out. Yeah, the only reason you don't see that as mean is because you agree that it's those because people you agree. Are You're bad. like, oh yeah, like Jesus said it. Therefore, it's like no, 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 no. Like he was harsh. He came out strong. He put people to the coals. He raked them over. And so the only time he did that though was the religious. Conservative mm-hmm. people because they were the leaders, and we're not saying that conservatives are bad. No, 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 no. That was the time. That was at the time. That was the issue. Yes, he said you're the ones that supposedly hold up the law, and yet you break it. And I'm going to call you on it, not mm-hmm. only because it's your salvation, but because you're. You, it's amazing to me when you look at the timeline, the actual timeline of when Jesus went and turned over the tables. Um, it was not when he enters in Jerusalem to the crying of Hosanna, but Matthew puts it there. Because what is Hosanna? Hosanna says, save us, help us. That's the actual translation of it. So Jesus goes to the place where they should be saved and says, this is the place where people should have salvation. And then he and then he turns it over. Chronologically, that isn't how it worked out, unfortunately. Yeah. It would be so great. But thematically, that's the same thing. And, and, and to me as a Christian, we need to do that. Like, we need to hold those people because if you are, tr- are trying to tell, if you are representing God to people, it matters what you do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't consider sports athletes to be role models. When I was younger, that it was like, oh yeah, I'd be a role model. Like, like I don't, I don't consider them. I mean, to be in role some models. areas of fitness, I would say, uh, yeah. yeah, but like, but, yeah, but general then, life role models, no, no, because even in the level of fitness, it's like, yeah, but they're already a free, you know. Now I yeah. look at it and I'm like, they're a freak athlete. Like that's natural talent that can't be replicated. Like I am never going to do as many push-ups. As, yeah. as the, just as, no matter how hard I work, I won't be able to do some of the things they can do just because their bodies are built differently. Or because they've been doing it for longer. Or like because they just, they've been doing they just it for had longer. like a 20-year head start so, on this. Yeah. So like that's just never going to happen. However, I do look at certain spiritual authorities and I go, yeah, no, 100%, you're supposed to be a role model, right? Fathers, mothers, mm-hmm. parents, um, grandparents, pastors, teachers, um, presidents of universities. Like you're a spiritual role model. The cost of you not living the life that you're supposed to be is not just that you risk your own salvation, but because you are representing God to people. And that means that obviously I hold myself in higher, right? Um, I don't think that it's a judgment, but I think you have to live a life that represents that better. Because in moments like this with Jerry Falwell, How many times has he spoken and said, you should vote a certain way? Mm-hmm. Regardless of where your political beliefs are, and people simply because he represented the Christian values, listened to him and said, this is the right way. Stop doing research. Stop thinking about the issues themselves and simply said, well, James Dobson said this, Jerry Falwell yep. said this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Franklin Graham said this. 
perfect example the other day, and we can put this in the notes. Uh, Billy Graham's granddaughter came out with an article basically saying, I know what my, I think, uncle Franklin keeps saying, but the way that evangelical society, it's in USA Today, the way that um, society, evangelical church is supporting the, their political beliefs, it literally tarnishes his legacy. Like, what you think you're voting for, the legacy you think you're helping mm-hmm. preserve is actually being tarnished because of the way yep. that you are acting, because of the people that you're supporting. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are leading that charge. Jerry Falwell Jr. was leading that charge. And yet part of my brain and and the part of me that I hope is the better part of me says, and yet I need to have just as much grace and love and support for him as I do for those students he mm-hmm. took advantage of. That's the hardest part for me. Is and looking that does at not scandal, mean that he's spared from any sort of accountability or not. consequence. Absolutely not. But that means that I, how I react to it needs to be so different. To me, that's what I struggle with. That's what's absurd. Mm-hmm. That's what's absurd. Is we can talk about how we treat the LGBTQ plus community. We can talk about how we treat um, um, other communities that, you know, are, are oppressed and, and um, you know, women, immigrants, um, refugees. But if the love that we have for Christian celebrities and the grace that we have for people that we generally believe struggle, like yep. we, just because someone gets knocked down from their, their pedestal doesn't mean we shouldn't love them the way that we love the people that we consider to be quote unquote oppressed. Yeah. And that's where the struggle is because you want, you naturally want to support those, the people that need that, that clearly in our minds need support, right? Like someone who just comes, they come from a war torn country where they were being persecuted and hunted and their family Mm -hmm. was, was taken out and they come with nothing. Okay. It feels like they need love and grace and support. Uh, the, the meth addict that came out of it and, and was baptized and now has a relapse and they need some love and support. But Jerry Fallon, he he needs just as much mm-hmm. love and support. Now, <laughs> he has, I think uh, before we were to <laughs> extend that, I think he has to show a lot more remorse. Um, or any remorse at all. A la Zacchaeus. Well, yeah, <laughs> any remorse would be nice. But yes, I agree but with I, that. But, but to me, I go, I can't control what he does. All I have to do is be ready for it. And that's what kills me. Mm-hmm. That's that's what hit me was I was I was sitting there looking at this, reveling in the you got what was coming to you. And I and it just felt like a bold lightning hitting, like, yeah, and you now need to show him. Like your yeah. job is to show him the 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 like take him to a relationship. The reality Christ. is, and and I think we demonstrated this in the Ravi Zacharias episode too, where yeah. anytime we've talked about specific leaders, I've tried very hard to not completely vilify them because the reality is if we vilify those and dehumanize those who are dehumanizing others, we are putting ourselves in the exact same position right. as those that we condemn. Um, we get on people and, you know, we, we get on people for dehumanizing language and then we dehumanize them. Uh, they're monsters. Uh, a cab is a great example of this or cops or pigs or anything like that. You fall into, I, 
you know, you, you fall into some of those traps. Now, on occasion, there are times where dealing out what they, you know, dishing back what they dished out can actually wake someone up to how bad what because yeah, they're on and, the other and, side of it now. You know, I've had certain things explained to me where it's like, oh, OK, I see why you're yeah. you're using this harsh language. It's it's for yeah. a point. But it doesn't. But it, it, yeah. Like we there was a there was a video going on over uh, our video of the NYPD police chief standing behind. A t- or standing in front of a bunch of uh, NYPD officers and talking about how uh, this uh, during the George Floyd protest, how ridiculous this was, how they were stereotyping cops. Not all of us are this way, whatever. And someone basically walked in and, and stitched in between his phrases like cops of them or v- clips of them beating up protesters, driving over protesters, stereotyping black people. Basically, like if you listen to that video, it was almost word for word what the black community has been saying has been done to them for all of American history, essentially. And like this cop was, yeah, it, there's a subreddit self-aware wolves. That's essentially what this was. He was basically like, he was, he was on the other side of the coin. The cops are on the other side of that stereotype coin where there's a lot of good cops that are being affected negatively by the, the few bad ones and the stereotypes that come with that. And he didn't get the point still. And that's why I say like, it's not, especially in areas of change when it's someone far removed from you, Dishing out what what they dished out is really usually just going to cement them further in their ways, um, but responding with 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 strong accountability and a sense of of proper justice, um, I think, is what makes a difference. And yeah. yes, they do need to yeah. face consequences. And at that point, it's going to be on it's going to be on God for you know reaching them and and inspiring someone to reach them maybe or whatever however god's going to work in that cool if if all of this if if fallwell had to fall this hard um and and it he's still falling i would argue um even if he doesn't realize it he's got um, a big old parachute to but if that's what it's going to take and god's like cool financial. i can now yeah. you can finally talk now i can finally talk to you like yeah that yeah. may be what happens here and that's god like using the situation yeah. That's not God putting him in you a know, position of power and stripping it to save him. That's God letting the consequences of his actions play out so he's in a position in a contrite heart that right, will listen to right. God. You know, it was it was interesting. I was thinking about this, especially in context of like the amount of um, other type of celebrities, right? Because we're talking about this mostly in the political sense, but then there's also like Christian music celebrities, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Demi Lovato has had a public struggle with eating disorders and drug addiction and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and not that nobody bats an eye, but there's an incredible amount of support for her. Hillsong then says, yeah, we're basically, you know, Hillsong United went through this period where they, Mm -hmm. their spiritual like lives were done. They were like, we were out of it. Like we didn't have anything, um, because of the stress of the tours and a bunch of different stuff. And, and, um, they couldn't share anything. Because there was this level of like, they're this Christian celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then when the, you know, when they admitted that, I mean, the, the fallout was, you know, minimal per se, but they, they really, it struggled for a while. You know, there were people that were potentially their, their, I would, I, like, I'm trying to get away from the word like salvation because it has such like a, a stigma attached to that, but like their, their salvation was, in question and they couldn't turn to support because they were on this pedestal and I'd say their faith was at risk. Their faith was at risk. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way of saying that. Um, you know, their faith was at risk and, and their spiritual lives were, were suffering and they couldn't do anything because of this Christian celebrity status that they had. 
And you look at, you know, there were a bunch of other, I mean, I think about, um, um, oh, t- come on, 10,000 Reasons, Matt Redman. Matt Redman's church, you know, when he wrote uh, another famous song, you know, Heart of Worship, he was saying like, you know, we were kind of doing these worship songs, but it felt like we weren't being very spiritual. So we took a year away from, we didn't write any music. We didn't mm-hmm. play any music. We didn't do anything. And that's when he came back, he realized like, oh, this is what's at the heart of worship. Like it's God. It's not the song. It's not the music. It's not the performance. It's I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I and mean, it's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about God. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, I've turned it into something else. I think so. And, and, and to me, I think that's the important thing when we look at, when we look at Christian celebrity status, like we should, we need to humanize them. Mm-hmm. We need to be okay with the fall, but we also need to be able to hold people accountable because their, their spiritual lives, if we're Christians, their spiritual lives are what are, are what's important. Mm-hmm. That's what we should value. Yeah. And, and, the issue with Jerry Falwell Jr., I think, more than anything else, more than the fact that he's 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 who he is, is the fact that you can clearly tell he is not living a yeah. life of faith, because people he's he's been allowed to get away with yeah. so many things, and the fact that so many people knew that's what kills mm-hmm. me. My question is, how many other members of that board need to resign that did not hold him accountable and mm-hmm. let it go away because it fit? with the political agenda that they had. And I go, your priority should always have been, if you are a Christian, if you claim that mantle, your priority should always have been their spiritual walk and their spiritual life. If you're claiming that you're kicking girls out or suspending them or having issues with them because of the clothing they wear, right? Or, or the, the, um, um, the, the, the physical acts that they have been caught you know, doing mm-hmm. with their, with their, um, partners and the fact that you won't allow LGBTQ, you know, plus, yeah. um, action. Talk. If that's the level that you're going to hold people because you believe that's for their spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 their faith walk and their journey and, and to protect them, then how much so, how much more so should you do that to your president? Yeah. To the leader. And so I want to say, where do we go from here and how do we, yeah. how do we, cause it, we're, we're entering a very delicate time and we're not even entering. We've been in this delicate time for a long time. And we talk a lot about deception in the final days. And we talk about a lot of, uh, I mean, not we, but Christianity in general, we, right. we, we have this obsession with the end of the world and those people are being deceived, the wolves being pulled over their eyes. And, and so I want to talk about, um, one of the most important things that we need to keep in mind when evaluating any Christian leader, regardless of denomination or position. So it could be someone who is just a pastor. It could be someone who is a president. It could be someone who is a regional president. It could be someone who, you know, any, any, any authority level. position, just a voted volunteer church leader. I don't. Yep. Deacon. Doesn't matter. Elder. I want you whatever. to think of. Uh, sure. These, basically this phrase, power over versus power under. Um, yeah. The basic way that I would say this is we need to watch the, the flow of power. Um, there's an article from the New York Times, I know a lot of people don't like the New York Times, that actually uh, talks about a very, very big turning point with Christianity and Trump during the 2016 election. And there was a speech he gave, the speech where he talks about I could stand in, out on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and I wouldn't lose any voters. Well, in 
um, in that same speech, he says, evangelical Christianity is under Christianity is under siege. We may not want to talk about it, but it is. And he says, if you vote for me, you will have power. You will have power. And it was after that speech. Yeah, you don't need to go anywhere. If I get elected, yeah, in, no, you're you, going to have power. Yep, don't worry about you, it. Yep, don't worry about it. You're going to be very, very well represented. And it was after that speech that that was where evangelical leaders and support started coming for him. I, I remember sitting in church as a pastor and one of my elders standing up front during the service. And I was so appalled by this. I was, I froze and, you know, fight it's fight or flight, freeze or fawn. Yeah, those yeah, are the other, yeah. those are the four F's, uh, fight, flight or fight or flight, freeze and fawn. Fawn is like deescalate the situation by trying to, um, by trying to sweet talk someone. And, and so fawn is another one, uh, another big one. Right. So, um, I froze and he literally said like, you know, we have to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's important that everyone here votes for Trump this election because he's going to put someone in that Supreme Court justice seat that's going to that's going to work to end abortion. And like there's a political party that has kind of co-opted all of these kind of these positions or these things and um, said, if you want to ensure this, like vote for us for power. And this is where I say this is the issue with Jerry Falwell abusing power. This is all of evangelical leaders who've who've endorsed any sort of pol politician. Period. Um, the the way that the evangelicals have in that similar way, um, you know, th that kind of thing is where I say we need to be we need to be watchful because in the Gospels and in the Bible, Jesus and God are much more concerned with that when you get power, seeking to give that power away, seeking to share that power as much as possible, seeking to share that authority as much as possible. Uh, the early church did this by selling extra land and supporting one another. That was a yeah. big deal with Ananias yeah. and Sapphira was they were lying about that. They were trying to uh, keep some for themselves and they were trying to keep authority and power um, among other things in that. Um, but the, you look at Philippians two, where it says Jesus did not count him counting himself um, not equal. Did not, yeah, yeah did not count him, God not something to be. Counted. Yes, yeah. and he um, he gave that up, becoming a servant, washing each other's feet, saying, um, "The way you love one another, the world will know you're my disciples. You must love like these. Um, love those who persecute you. Love your enemies. Yeah. Don't seek to gain power or vengeance over them." Is essentially the other way to say those things. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, you know, if you want to be first. In the Christian kingdom, you have to be last. You yep. have to serve first. You have to be the first person to serve, the, the the person willing to take the worst possible jobs. Yep. And anytime you see any leader, it's okay for leaders to kind of, I don't want to say necessarily campaign, but it's okay for a leader to, or an aspiring leader, I should say, to want to be in a position of, like, I'm not going to say the desire for any sort of leadership position in order to make a difference or whatever is bad. I'm not saying anyone who has power is bad. I'm saying, look at how the power flows. Is someone in a leadership position trying to consolidate power? Are they trying to make sure that you are empowered, that those below them are empowered? What is happening with the authority that they have? What are the effects of it? Because that is going to tell you right there whether someone is actually following the commands of Jesus or whether they're not. Um, like I said, it's okay that we have leaders. It's okay that we even have, like, I'm not going to be upset about celebrities even. Like, we're, naturally, we're going to have yeah. that. I'm not, yeah. I'm upset with us, like, idolizing but them. What but what do they do with it? What do they do with the platform, with with the power that they've been given um, or that they, they've the chased after? Yep. Yeah. Um, what do they, 
what are they doing with it? Because that question right there will tell you exactly who you can or can't trust. And it's more than a surface level. There are things that seem obvious one way and are not. Like there's a lot of employers right now that are that are fawning over the job market because they're like, I, I remember reading about one guy who's like, uh, owns a coffee shop and he was bragging that like, this is great. I can, you know, I'm hiring uh, baristas with five year years of experience and paying them as if they're brand new. Like, and this is great for me as a business owner. This is wonderful. And the guy couldn't, it took over an hour of conversation for the guy to realize like, uh, uh, that that was driving wages down for everyone. That was actually hurting the worker, right? So what may seem on the surface good um, might actually be harmful to those under. And uh, you see it as good for you, but and don't even remotely consider how that's actually harmful for those around you. And I'm saying, say what you want about wage levels or whatever. I'm just saying like, there's a clear cut example of this benefited me. I thought it was good. And upon like further inspection, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Maybe you really are saving money, but the reality is that has other impacts too. Well, and, and you know, when you look at the difference between power over and power under is that when you have power over, you have to take from. Yep. You have to take from. So somebody has to suffer immeasurably bad for you to be able to have that. That's just how it works. I mean, that's every, every government. <laughs> every government ever, and this, this is as a historian, as an archaeologist, as a sociologist, every government ever works that way. There is no government that does not work with some level of some person having to suffer because you always have to have a very small percentage at the top and a large percentage at the bottom. The only governmental structure that is different, that was supposedly different, if you actually look at that, is the way the Bible was supposed to be set up. The way that that the structure in the Bible was supposed to be is supposed to be different. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be different because even these great like egalitarian societies, like, oh yeah, like the Greeks or the Rome. Nope. Nope. Like the Greeks had an entire class system of slaves that couldn't own land. That could mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was egalitarian among the landowning males. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was also a super small percent. So and not everyone did that. Like that was a very few that actually did. That. So you you look at this type of society where the power over if you're a Christian does not fit. Mm -hmm. So if someone is saying, "Oh, this is the way." And I'm not even saying there are certain political gains that you can get that you might agree with and you might think are important. But if you have to sacrifice the culture of Christianity, and, by, and when I say that, I mean the principles that you can apply to your culture. Yep. There is no one culture. But the principles of Christianity, if you have to sacrifice those to get that, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. You have to go a different route. And I think that, to me, is, is the crime and the shame about the Jerry Falwell Jr. scandal is because he used his power for such a long time to push people in a way that caused harm, that has done a lot of damage to this country, that oppressed minorities and those who are in... Uh, uh, Any real vulnerable position Vulnerable in position. 
And it did so under the guise of Christianity. Yep. That's the saddest thing. And so to me, I, you know, how do we get better moving forward? We have to do a better job of holding those leaders accountable and caring about mm-hmm. the spiritual lives. We have to look at our at the decisions we make as political entities, as political beings, as spiritual beings, as cultural beings, as citizens. And we have to say, does this align with my belief system? Yeah. Does this actually be- align? It requires you to think. Well, I would say too, it's more than just about how you regard other leaders. It's more, it's also about how you regard yourself. Because like, if you're a senior in college, you might look down on the freshman. Um, senior in high school, look down on the freshman again. Like, it's that pattern, right? Um, you've been in your, you've been a veteran in the workforce for years and you look down on those that are new coming in. Like, oh, they're so naive and they don't know what it's I mean, really that's like. that's hazing or, culture. That's hazing culture. I exactly. would haze, so you have um, to get it. That is a position. If you're in a position of seniority, even just by work experience or, you know, time served, um, that's still a power over. You have the opportunity to mentor and help those people grow. Uh, you got put into a pastoral or leadership position, train your replacement while you're in it. Like look to give the authority away responsibly, of course, but look to empower others with that authority um, as much as possible. Um, my goal with almost anything that I do and the podcast have been different because it really kind of has been just been like, not my personal platform, but this is like, um, this is just a thing I do. It's not really about the leadership aspect of it, but in any leadership position I've held, I have sought to work myself out of a job almost every single time. How do I train someone else up or at least set this up in a way that it no longer needs me? Because if it needs me, then I will risk my pride letting uh, or letting my pride run the show. And so like we should I be mean, seeking to let's, let's be real though. We have like no authority on this. Like this is like Oh, I mean yeah. You, you are not the boss of me. Don't tell me what to do. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I know I can't tell you what to do because I always have to make the outlines. Yeah, that's um, right. The No, he's made he's made 3. Um <laughs> the no, but it's. And but I am darn proud. That's my of point. Them. Like you want to, you want to know how you not be, how you, how you spot deception happening. That's how. Look at the flow of power. You want to know where you yeah. are. Yeah. What do you do with power? Yeah. How are? You, where is the power flowing in your life? Um, that's the question. And if you were ever given power over the people that you consider your enemies, what would you do? How How would you treat them? Exactly. Because that's that's exactly. your that's your temperature check. If you have the ability. You know, and, and that's, and that's, <laughs> that is the very definition of meekness. It's power under control, right? Um, I have the ability to crush you, but I choose not to. That, that's quite literally how, why Jesus stayed on the cross. That, that is meekness. And I think that's the important thing. I think to me, I, it's important for us to do some self, um, it's a, it's a good time to do a, a you know like a uh what, what's the phrase when you do it a, a self assessment yeah but but a, a a heart check yeah like a heart check and a, you know what I mean just to like sit there and be like all right hey and how it, am I reacting to this? an inventory I don't know yeah. what, I don't know yeah, what you're going yeah, for yeah, yeah all of those yes yeah. um you know go through and 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 you know just run run that platform say hey what's going mm-hmm. on you ask know? your friends and loved ones where 
You know, where do they stand? Yeah. How did and you feel when I had a pos- this position of authority back then or, or whatever? And I think also it's a good time to start using this to open up conversations with people that I think, I think it's important to have those hard conversations like we talked about on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Use this. Use this. Because... Mm-hmm this is a way to begin to start to have those conversations, those hard conversations. Um, and, and talk about that, you know, vulnerability, that heart check that you've done, that self-assessment yeah. that you go through and say, wow, you know, how am I reacting to this? How am I thinking about this? Am I aware of this? Um, where's the power going in my life? So we all have power of something, man. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, and with that, I think we've given you some some pretty concrete things that you can you can do and apply. Um, I do hope that this has been helpful. Tony help, hopes as well as does my dog Sugar, who's laying here by the door begging to get out. The most um, the most hopeful. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that this has helped. All the links to everything we've discussed is in the show notes, so you can check those out, as well as our social media, Absurd Network merch, uh, YouTube channel, all of it. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you.